Welcome to the Best in Class podcast with Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru. All the fun is presented by Bill Curry Ford, Tampa's first family of Ford, BillCurryFord.com. Sean is going to run you through all the rookies and really young players around the league. And we got more coming this week as well. So catch up, enjoy, dive in. If you love football, you love best in class. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. This is Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa with the best assistant in the business. Say hi, Grace. Hi. Very excited. Please visit us at uh, Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. We also have Carry uh, Cares. Uh, we have 41 active charities that we're working on right now. You can visit gthomas at uh, billcurry.com if you have a charity that you'd like us to get involved with. Uh, please visit the website at uh, billcurryford.com to place your order on a new Ford vehicle. Um, right now is the best time to do that because we're giving you $500 gift card, no deposit necessary, for our concierge ordering service, which, by the way, is ordering cars daily. We're getting a lot of positive feedback. Joe Bucks fan has been an amazing uh, partner in helping us order cars and delivering them to customers. Uh, it's an exciting time to be in the car business. The construction's going very, very well. Uh, we are uh, into phase two. So the big stuff is finally happening where our buildings are going to finally start being erected. Uh, so that's um, a lot of fun. Uh, Tampa's going to get what they deserve in a beautiful $25 million facility. So that's all exciting stuff. Let's talk football. Thank you to Joe Bucks fan um, for having me on the podcast, letting me do my podcast. I got a compliment from an NFL general manager recently who will go unnamed because uh, typically when you name them, they don't ever tell you anything again. Thought that I did an amazing job at what I do as a scout, as a part-time scout, which is probably the best compliment that you could possibly get. That's a humbling com comment coming from an NFL general manager. So uh, I want to say thank you very much for that. It goes a long way to validate the hard work that I put into to naming players. As far as Joe Bucks fan, I, I want to I want to give a shout out to them for being the number one website for Bucks news in the world for unique visitors. I mean, you're you're talking about. Um, I, I know it's humbling. That's a humbling thing for Steve and Lee and Ira. I mean, you guys are the number one site in the world for Bucks information, uh, which is helping my podcast. Uh, nationally and going around the world. Uh, I'm literally getting more listeners weekly, and now it's starting to even pick up greater with uh, with uh, fantasy. I'm starting to get a lot of fantasy listeners, which is interesting, but uh, I'm not going to say I love fantasy, but I will tell you that um, a listener is a listener. So uh, thank you very much for tuning in. So Bucks game, right? So Bucks Titans, we, we, had, the, we had a week that was going through and we, we were reading about the practices and everything that was going on. And then we had a typical preseason game where a lot of starters didn't play. I, I think zero starters played on offense. And then on defense, you know, we had a couple of, of standouts um, that played the few, first few series of the game. Joe Tryon is one of them. He looks like the real deal. He was um, in a very limited amount of snaps, you know, had a couple of tackles for loss. He was in the quarterback's face. He did have a sack in the game, even though he didn't get credit for it. He did tackle the quarterback four yards behind the line of scrimmage. And I, I'm assuming because he made a run option that that counts as a tackle for loss instead of a sack. It's a sack. If you sack a quarterback behind the line of scrimmage, it's a sack. I, I don't know what the scorekeeper's doing, but, um, you know, they need to uh, revisit uh, their job. It's a sack. Um, but so good good news for Joe Tryon. He was putting some pressure. Um, obviously, we got to see some Nassib. We just saw him. There's not much I can say about him. He's not in football shape. He missed several tackles. 
Uh, he missed a sack. So he's, he's just not there yet. I'm, I'm hoping that with more practice, with more time, you know, he's going to come along. Let's hope that that wasn't a precursor to what's going to happen with him. But um, he was getting to the quarterback. Anthony Nelson looks very, very strong. Uh, I'm very proud of, of how far he's come from Iowa. We did talk about him when he was drafted. So that was an interesting guy where I, he was going to be more of a run stopper than pass rusher. And it's a credit to him that he has really developed into a much better pass rusher. So between Nassib, uh, Joe Tryon, and Anthony Nelson and, and, and Shaq, you know, there's a lot of pass rush right there. And I think that's pretty good. And plus, uh, you know, our first round, our second round draft pick uh, this year in Logan uh, Hall, um, I believe that he shows some pass rush and some physicality at the line of scrimmage. So I thought that was really terrific. But I know everyone's going to want to talk about Kyle Trask. And let's talk about Kyle Trask. I watched a guy that's very similar to Brady in the fact that he's immobile. Like he, he is not going to move out of his spot. We started an offensive line. To say they were poor is, I think, giving them too much. This was a game where I got frustrated because, and, and I'm not going to sit here and be a, a Kyle Trask homer and say that he did everything right. That's not correct. He looked like a rookie quarterback. He didn't even look like a, a second-year uh, player. Some of his decision-making, I thought, was good. I thought that he put some passes on, on the numbers, but he is not a guy that you can pressure up the middle consistently and be effective, um, similar to Brady and Drew Brees, where they want the protection on the interior, which is a whole nother conversation. But I will tell you, Trask is not that guy. He went 11 of 24 for 105 yards. And in the game, he had probably four drops that were just ridiculous drops, including one by Scotty Miller. Tough catch, yes, but you got to make the catch. Geiger dropped three, including a touchdown for Kyle Trask. So it is what it is. His numbers could have been better. The team could have won the game. But when you play with third and fourth string offensive linemen, and again, Jason Light does an amazing job at offensive line. He's the best general manager in the league at offensive line talent. That, that There's no question. He has proven it in and, in, in and out every single year that he knows how to create a line. But I'm not happy with the line depth and how they played, and I'm sure he's not either. Keyshawn Vaughn, 10 carries, 54 yards. He had a really nice – he had a 26-yard run. That was really nice. You know, Richard White is a guy, one of our draft picks out of Arizona State, which I'm very high on. You know, he's one of my favorite running backs um, in the entire draft. And Jason Light stole him because I think he's going to be terrific. He had two 16-yard runs. One, one was absolutely unbelievable physical run, which was very, very good. And Gadecki – you know, our rookie guard held on both of those running plays. So, and he gave up a sack in pass protection and a lot of pressure. So we were told that he was a very physical run, um, run blocker and that that was the most progressive part of his game as a rookie and that he was going to work on pass protection. But his two penalties were on running plays. One of them wasn't even close to the actual run itself where he got penalized and he clearly committed the penalty. And then on another, on pass protection, he gave up a sack and he gave up pressure on Kyle Trask consistently. So to, am I concerned about Kadecki as a player long term? Of course not. Am I concerned that he's going to start for Tom Brady? It's a concern based on what we saw in that game. It was his first start. There's going to be jitters. But you weren't playing against the starting Tennessee uh, defense either for the, for the entire game. It was, there was definitely some points where our I was just feeling sorry for Kyle Trask because with a cup with another second, some of those balls would have been even more accurate than they were, and I thought it would have played better. 
But Gadicki's got a lot of work to do. And then, of course, with the Aaron Stinney injury, I, I follow, obviously, I'm a huge Joe Bucks fan um, reader uh, and listener. So I read a lot of the comments, and a lot of the comments were very negative about the game and about Kyle Trask and about Gadecki and about the offensive line. And then, of course, I saw everything about Stenny. Like, why is Stenny in the game? Guys, Stenny was in the game because he was not playing well. And when you're not playing well, I think the Bucks were trying to get him more reps to get him more comfortable because I said this to Lee at the beginning of the first preseason game that I didn't think that he looked comfortable out there. And he didn't. He just doesn't look comfortable. And then he got the injury. And I'm not going to sit here and blame the coaching staff for having him out there. You, you had a bunch of guys out there, and you were trying to get more snaps for Aaron to get him ready for the season. And you're also you're in a tight race for starter minutes. There's nobody did anything wrong. There's their injuries are in football, and that and, and that's what happens. And then the special teams in this game. I mean, we lost this game 13 to three. It wasn't a terrific game to watch, by the way, even for me who who loves football. The special teams, the other comments that were made and, and uh, that I was following, it's and on the radio broadcast as well, was how poorly the Bucks special teams performed in tackling. And typically, I would not defend uh, our special teams coach, but in this particular case, when you rewatch the game, which I have now watched this game twice, which I should get paid for because it was really rough to watch. But I have watched it twice, and every single time I watch it, I'm watching the special teams. The, play, the scheme and the players are where they're supposed to be. What's failing is the players. So, and, and I'm not going to, normally I would direct this to the coach and say, hey, we've, we've had special team struggles for three years now. Like, when, when are we going to fix this? But I, I, I mean, we had gunners in place. We had coverage in place. We had, um, the, uh, we definitely were pushing them to the sideline. We had sideline coverage. We're just not making plays. And I don't know if it's just because right now we don't have the right people playing special teams, but that was a part that was just, to me, showed just a complete lack of, of, of effort by the players on special teams. Um, but again, I don't know if those guys make the team or not. Devin Compkins, uh, the UFA out of, out of um, Utah State, had two catches, 38 yards. He continues to make a case for this team. Um, he can also play special teams. I just really like what he brings. Um, Tyler Johnson uh, had two catches for 24 yards. He looks like he definitely made the team. And he possibly will be trade bait for uh, a guard, possibly. Um, looking, at, looking at what the Bucks have to offer, we, we have so many receivers. And I'm not saying that we should trade Tyler Johnson, but I guarantee that the Packers, who have an excess amount of guards right now and have a terrific uh, offensive line depth, need wide receivers. Romeo Dubs, we'll talk about him later, um, has been performing well for Green Bay. He also leads the team in drops, okay? Christian Watson, their, their top pick, has had a knee injury uh, all, uh, all practice and all offseason. So he's just now getting reps. So you don't know what you have in him. Uh, right now, if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm trying to find whatever young receiver talent that I can get, um, and the Bucks have it. So you know, Jason Light's probably going to talk to the Patriots, um, you know, about Isaiah uh, Wynn, which is a Georgia product that's on the trade block. Um, or he's possibly going to lean back towards talking to the Packers about picking up a guard for, say, like a Tyler Johnson or a Scotty Miller, um, which I think would help the Packers. But let's let's that's just skeptical. That's just me doing talking about what I think is going to happen. Um, so let's move on to the game back. So 
again, um, there's not much else to say. I, I, I chose a couple of my players of the game. Um, and, um, you know, we have this linebacker out of Rutgers, which is a UFA. Um, and I can never, I can never pronounce his name. I've tried several times. Um, Okunule, um, uh, uh, Fakasuski. I, I can't, um, I, I hear them say it over again. So I actually had this amazing app on my phone, which pronounces names like football names that you don't get. And I hear it, but then when I go to say it, it doesn't sound like I hear it. I don't know if anybody else has that, but it's crazy. So let's just go. Um, let's just go with um, um, a Luke, a Luke LA, uh, something like that. Positive, right? Anyway, he's a linebacker out of Rutgers. You guys figure it out, right? The guy had 10 tackles in the game, one and a half sacks. If he plays well against the Colts, this guy has a chance to actually make the team. I think what he's going to do is he's going to put somebody like Grant Stewart on the bubble. So uh, I think Britt makes the team, but uh, uh, I think that he has a chance. Um, Andre Anthony, which was a high, uh, high recruit from LSU, and he was our seventh-round pick um, at linebacker, defensive end, depending on what scheme it is. And he had an okay career at LSU. He didn't have a terrific physical uh, combine, but he was a high recruit, two tackles and a sack. And he, show, he showed some pass rush, so I think that he's definitely a practice squad guy. Um, but I think there's some development there that he can develop into a pass rusher, a situational pass rusher. Uh, Malik Willis, obviously, for those best-in-class listeners, you know how I feel about him. When I did the quarterback breakdown, I think he's a developmental player. I don't see what everybody else saw in him as a first-round draft pick. He, you know, obviously he fell to the third round because I think the scouts got this one right. He was 7 of 17 for 80 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's nothing spectacular. He didn't really show me much accuracy, and he just likes to run the ball. So, you know, he did a good job of that. But he is, he is definitely not threatening Tannehill for the starting position in Tennessee. Traylon Burks, which was a first-round draft pick out of Arkansas. This is a guy, uh, best-in-class listeners. When I did the wide receiver breakdown, I had him much lower on my list than everybody else. I said he was probably a second-round draft pick. I didn't like the, his, his slow movements out of breaks. I didn't like his route tree. I didn't, I didn't think he could create separation in the NFL. Well, guess what? He played four quarters in a preseason game. Four quarters, right? He had one catch for four yards, and he had three targets on the, on the game. I don't think this guy can create separation, or he's still not in football shape from his asthma issue that he was having, where he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the ability, and they let him play four quarters to try to get him some more stamina. I mean, these are things behind the scenes, guys, that I wouldn't know. I can only tell you on film, watching him, he looks slow, and he, and he doesn't look explosive at all. We'll see what kind of career he has. We're going to go on now to talk about the rest of the NFL. There's really nothing else to talk about the Bucks. Brady is back at camp. We're probably going to see some starters against the Colts, but there's a lot of positions open, and we'll talk about that after the third preseason game. We'll talk about some cuts that are coming up for the Bucks and probably some guys on the bubble. Um, on to uh, the Bears and the Sea Chickens. So the Bears won this game 27-11, to which was a very interesting game. I actually enjoyed this game. There was a lot of um, good players in this game that I enjoyed. Um, you know, for, for those of you UM fans, you know, um, Homer was the running back for Seattle. He's not a rookie, but he had five carries, 44 yards. He ran very hard. But uh, as far as the Bears are concerned, uh, Velas Jones Jr. was one of the guys that we talked about. Um, he was the third pick of the Chicago Bears out of Tennessee. He's an older player, which is probably why he fell in the draft, because his talent's terrific. He had a catch for four yards, which is not why I brought him up. He is an excellent kick and punt returner. 
He's definitely going to be their starter on special teams, and he's going to be worked into the wide receiver room. Uh, so Velas Jones Jr. is a guy to keep an eye on. The Bears don't really have much else, so that's interesting. Their second-round pick, Kyle Gordon, played in this game. He was linked to the Bucks. Very physical corner. He played very well for a corner, for a rookie corner. I thought that he kind of fits the Bears' physical style, so I put him in there. I thought that was an interesting thing. Their other pick, Jacon Bisker, which was a safety that was linked to the Bucks. Um, that I that I on the safety breakdown on best in class, I said this guy was an instant starter in the NFL, and he was going to start for the Bears. He had thumb injury. Um, he was named the starter, but I don't know about this thumb injury. I don't know how long it's going to keep him out. I don't know if he has to have surgery or not. There's something to keep an eye on. But what a player Jaquan Bisker is. So between Kyle Gordon and Jaquan Bisker, the the Bears really really helped their the defensive um, backfield. So good for them. Uh, as far as the Seahawks, I'm going to talk about the Sea Chickens for a minute. Okay, just a minute. 30 seconds, maybe half a minute. Right, 30 seconds. 30 seconds, half a minute? Half a minute. Right. Round one, they picked Charles Cross. He's starting for them at left tackle. He's played extremely well, which is kind of funny. They get rid of uh, Wilson, and then they finally get a left tackle. The irony, right? So you're going to have a good left tackle for Geno Smith. Drew Locke is the other alternative. I don't know enough about Drew. He played in Denver last year. Has Didn't play well for Denver. So we'll see how he does in Seattle. I think they're going to have a tough year. Bo Melton, which was their uh, seventh-round pick out of Rutgers, had four catches, 18 yards. He showed something. I think he's going to make their team. Kobe Bryant, which was a personal favorite uh, defensive back of mine that the Sea Chickens drafted uh, in the fourth round out of Cincinnati. This was the guy that played opposite Sauce Garner, which I talked about. I'm a huge Sauce Garner fan. Kobe Bryant was the guy that played the other side that everybody kept throwing to and throwing to and throwing to because they weren't going to throw to Sauce. And he held his own. He had five tackles in this game in a pass defense. And I thought, wow, he, you know, this is guy's going to develop into a, a, to a strong starter for Seattle. Uh, keep an eye on Kobe Bryant. Love his name. Boye Mafia was another guy linked to the Bucks as a pass rusher. Second round pick. The linebacker out of Minnesota had five tackles, a quarterback pressure. I thought he played very physical. Same thing he did in the senior bowl. I thought, wow, man, this guy is a physical Hard-hitting player. He's undersized, but he plays but he plays much bigger. So he's a guy that I think kind of fits in that Seattle deal. Tarek Woolen, uh, which is their fifth-round pick, he was the corner that ran a 4-240 out of, out of um, UTSA. That's very raw. He was a wide receiver turned cornerback. I got to see him play. Uh, he had two tackles and a pass defense. I thought, I thought he was okay. Um, I, I thought he would play better, but he's development, a developmental guy. They picked him in round five. So they have time to develop. But, you know, the Sea Chickens um, drafted okay. They got some guys in there. On to the next game. This was one of my favorite games that I watched over the um, weekend, the Steelers and the Jaguars. Steelers won 16-15. Trevor Lawrence, uh, as you know, the number one overall pick out of Clemson, was 14-21, of 20, 133 yards. His accuracy is much improved year over year. And I don't know if it's the receivers. I don't know if it's the scheme, better coaching. He just looks much more comfortable. Uh, Travis Entian, uh, which was one of my favorite players last year, had eight carries for 30 yards, looked explosive on some of his runs and cuts. He was making, you know, three yards on, on typical loss runs. He's going to make a huge difference for the Jaguars. Gregory Jr., six-round pick, he was a guy that was talked about by Deion Sanders and some of the other former players where they said, let's give this guy a chance. I thought he played extremely well. Um, he had six tackles in this game. He really showed himself. Chad Muma which was one of my top linebackers in this draft. He was uh, drafted in the third round out of Wyoming. I thought he should have been a second-round pick. 
From week one to week two, he showed a massive improvement. Four tackles, uh, tackle for loss, and a solo tackle. The guy was all over the field. He's very tall. He's going to be in throwing lanes. Uh, that's definitely a guy to look out for. Trayvon Walker, the number one overall pick out of Georgia, had two tackles in the game um, and a tackle for loss, which uh, the tackle for loss, he was one of three guys tackling the guy, so he got credit for it. I just don't see guys what everybody sees in this Trayvon Walker. Sure, he's athletic. Sure, he had a great combine. But I've seen so many great combine players not put it on the field. And I just question the fact that the guy played on the number one defense in college football and didn't put up big stats. I, I, I struggle with it, especially when you watch Hutch play. When you watch Hutch play, if you're watching Hard Knocks, I mean, that guy's going to be a star. Let's talk about Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett, the first-round draft pick out of Pittsburgh, University of Pittsburgh, who now plays for Pittsburgh, went 6 of 7, 76 yards and a touchdown, has total control of the offense, fan favorite, small hands or not, the guy is fantastic. We talked about this when we broke down the QBs. I thought that he was definitely a first-round draft pick. I don't, I don't understand why everybody was so down on him. He, threw, he broke Dan Marino's records at Pittsburgh. He's the only player to ever do that. Dan Marino talked about him. Dan Marino's talked about two quarterbacks, guys, two quarterbacks, Justin Herbert, and Kenny Pickett. He talked about him before the draft and said, these are can't-miss prospects. Can't miss them. He's only talked about two in all the years I've followed football. Well, one of them, it happens to be my boy, Justin Herbert, which I think you, everybody knows I was high on him before he was drafted. Everybody knows I was right about him. He's awesome. Got lucky on that one, right? So Kenny Pickett is another guy I talked about I really like. He's not going to start for the Steelers, guys. Steelers fans give up on it. They're not starting him. Um, I think that definitely if you see a quarterback struggle in Pittsburgh, I think you're going to see him by week three, by week four, if he struggles. But right now, all the quarterbacks right now are playing well for, for Pittsburgh. So I don't know, but he's not starting. Let's just take that out. If he did start, I'm, I'm not saying he shouldn't start. I'm saying I just don't believe he will. Um, I, I just think that they're going with the veteran. Uh, George Pickens, second round pick out of Georgia, two, two catches, six yards. Looks like a man amongst boys. He was um, Vegas odds for rookie of the year. So that's interesting stuff for that. I think that you're going to see, uh, definitely see him going strong during the season. So congratulations to him. He was a five-star recruit at Georgia. He just dealt with injuries. For those of you who wanted to know why you haven't heard of him prior to the draft and prior to the Pittsburgh Steelers, DeMarvin Leal, this guy was a, a third-round pick out of Texas A&M. From the Steelers, he was a guy linked to the Bucks. Another guy linked to the Bucks. I actually did a full breakdown in him. I love him as a player. He had two tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack in this game. I think he's a sensational player. The Steelers did terrific. He's going to be a run stopper for them. So congratulations to the Steelers. On to the next game, Panthers-Patriots. So the Panthers lost this game 20-10 to to the Pats. Uh, Bailey Zappi, just a really fun player. The fourth-round pick out of Western Kentucky. He broke several college uh, records all overall most yards most touchdowns the guy played in a, an amazing offense went 16 of 25 173 yards and an interception played extremely well he looks like a career backup um, he's definitely going to make the team he doesn't have the arm strength I don't think to be a long-term starter but the ball placement is just terrific let's see how much he grows in a year Pierre Strong who was the fourth round draft pick out of South Dakota State seven carries 23 yards there's a guy that, uh, that is going to get some carries for the Patriots. So for the, for the guys that are listening to this for fantasy football, Pierre Strong is a guy that you guys should be looking at because he's going to be taking carries from Damian Harris, uh, who was uh, running back out of uh, Alabama last year for the New England Patriots. 
Uh, Marcus Jones, another guy linked to the Bucks. This was a guy that I had on the Best in Class Ira Kaufman uh, podcast. Um, this was a guy I had the Bucks drafting in the later rounds because uh, he's a kick returner, punt returner, and he was the number one rated cornerback in college football. You know, but he's five eight, uh, so that's why he fell. He was a third round draft pick. He had three tackles in this game, two pass defense. I thought he looked sensational uh, for the Pats. Um, and then, of course, Cole Strange, the guard out of Chattanooga, another guy that was linked to the Bucks. It's so funny. A guard went in the first round, number 29 overall. He's going to be a starter for the Pats. I, I don't think he looks like, like whatever. I was reading some of the Pats stuff, and, you know, they're saying how he's going to be um, the, the next great Pats guard. Okay, I think it's a little soon to be saying that. I think that he he's going to struggle as a pass blocker. But good for you guys. Uh, if you guys think he's going to be that good. Uh, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not going to put my name on him as a guy that I think is going to be a superstar. I think he's a starter in the NFL, and I think we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. Um, as far as talking about the Panthers, their third-round draft pick, Matt Coral, got hurt, and he's out for the season. He didn't show anything anyway. There was a, He's going to have a developmental redshirt year. So moving on from that, their first overall pick. Now, here's where it gets interesting for best-in-class listeners. And there's some Bucks, Joe Bucks fan guys that don't like to listen to me. I don't know. They're listening to me and then criticizing me. So at least you're listening to the podcast. So congratulations on that because this is the best podcast for rookies in the country. There is nobody else that goes this in-depth, okay? I was 100% right about this guy, Iquano. I said he wasn't the best tackle in the draft. I said he should not have been taken with the sixth overall pick. I'm glad he went to Carolina because I don't like Carolina. Uh, and guess what he did? He started in the game. He had a hold in two sacks in the first quarter. Gave up two sacks. He's not a defensive end, guys. He's an offensive tackle. Sacks are not good for these guys. So two sacks and a hold. And then, of course, Evan Neal was the guy that was the number one rated best in class. He had my certified stamp as the best linebacker or best left tackle in the draft. Was drafted by the Giants. He's going to be starting for the Giants. So out of Alabama. So for all those guys... Who thought Iquanu was going to be terrific? He sucks. He has not been terrific. He's got, I mean, obviously it's way early in his career, but he should look better than he is. And if you guys go back on, in a time machine and go back and listen to one of my past podcasts when I broke down the guards for best in class, I had him as a guard, not a tackle. This guy, when he gets moved to guard, is going to be a Pro Bowl guard. They're going to move him inside, and he's going to be a Pro Bowl guard. Just, just remember that. If they leave him at tackle, he's going to get run over. And that's what's, that's what's happening right now. Right now, he's not even going to start the season, guys, at left tackle. He has not won the starting job as the sixth overall pick. He's the backup. That's, it's just insane. On to the next one. Fourth round pick, Brandon Smith, linebacker out of Penn State for Carolina. I thought he looked extremely good. He had five tackles, a sack, and a tackle for loss. He definitely made the team as a fourth round pick, obviously. But I think he's going to start this. I mean, he he looks like a player. So Carolina might have found somebody in the fourth round. Next game, uh, the terrible Saints wish they lose their franchise. They suck terribly. Hope Dennis Allen gets fired. Anyway, uh, they lost to the Packers uh, 2010. So I'm going to talk about uh, Alave for a second because he was one of my favorite players in the draft that happened to go to the worst franchise in football in the Saints. So Chris Alave... Who's probably who's a really good, uh, really good guy. Had really great uh, stats at Ohio State. He's probably going to get ruined in Seattle. He's probably going to be. I mean, in New Orleans, Seattle, same thing. They're both dumpster fires. So he's going to go there as a as a terrific man, 
and they're going to turn him into some type of uh, terrible human being, like whatever happened to Michael Thomas. And uh, but that's going to happen. That's the New Orleans effect, guys. They are not good people. Uh, anyway, I love Chris Olave. He's going to be a star for New Orleans. He had two catches, twenty-eight uh, for twenty-eight yards and a TD. He was one of my favorite players in the draft. He's a complete wide receiver. He's now playing on turf. He does really terrific with the long ball. Jameis Winston throws the long ball. So, so he's all set up for those fantasy football guys listening. Alave is a guy to keep an eye on for sure um, as a rookie. Jordan Love played in the game, did Jordan Love stuff, which is nothing. Nothing spectacular. I thought he looked – he threw for under 50% completing percentage, threw a TD. Congratulations. Let's talk about the Green Bay Packers wide receivers. Romeo Dubs, a guy I talked about. I love Romeo Dubs. Fourth-round draft pick out of Nevada. Had three catches, 24 yards of a TD. Best in class. Was all over this guy before he went to the Packers. All over this guy before everybody's all high on him. A lot of people didn't even know who this guy was unless you're a Joe Bucks fan and you listen to best in class, right? So Romeo Dubs um, also um, dropped two balls, which broke my heart. So Romeo, hold on to the ball, buddy. You're going to be a star. Devontae Wyatt, guy linked to the Bucks, um, of course, out of Georgia. He was a guy I think that went off of Jason Light's list because he had some personal issues off the field. Had two two tackles uh, in the game. You know, he's a developmental guy. I, he didn't show much pass rush in this game. Um, but I do think that they did very, very well drafting him. And I think he's going to be a terrific player for the Packers. On to the Texans and the Rams. Uh, the Texans won 24-20 over the Rams. Derek Stingley Jr. Let's talk about uh, Lovey Smith for a second. So Lovey Smith was the coach of the Buccaneers. And we had to trade Darrell Revis because he couldn't play in Lovey's defense, right? So Lovey Smith, it, it, for all the Buck fans out there, we all got mad. We, we traded for Darrell Revis. He couldn't play in Lovey Smith's zone scheme, which, by the way, that year gave up the most uh, complete, the highest completion percentage in, in, of a quarterback, opposing quarterback in NFL history at over 70%. So you set records. You just didn't set the right ones. But congratulations to Lovey Smith on that. So anyway... Derek Stingley gets drafted, first-round pick, third overall. Derek Stingley was not my top corner. Sauce Gardner was, but I'm not. that's just not that conversation. This conversation is about the fact that they're playing Derek Stingley in the slot instead of the outside. They don't have him as an outside corner. What, what, I mean, what? And then, I, then I, I'm trying to find all the information I can on it. And then, of course, Levy Smith's again talking about how a single-man corner, outside corner, doesn't fit my scheme. Are you guys kidding me? You guys just drafted the guy third overall to, to be a shutdown corner and you're going to play zone the whole damn game? I mean, are you guys kidding me right now? I I, I lose my mind sometimes. I, Jason Light, if you're listening, I hope you spilled your coffee. It's I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, I, I don't even know what they're doing. And you know Levy Smith. Fourth round pick, uh, Damian Pierce. Obviously, one of my favorite players uh, out of the University of Florida. We talked about his usage at Florida. We talked about the fact that the uh, the head coach of the Gators was a moron and wouldn't run that. Wouldn't Damian Damian Pierce? Every time he got on the field, showed out. Every time he got on the field, he was one of the best players on the field. So let's make sure he stays on the bench. Let's make sure we don't give him carries. Right? It's ridiculous. Right? But anyway, Damian Pierce is the starter. Is the starting running back for the Houston Texans. I, uh, if, if you're a fantasy guy, he's going to get carries. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to play. I know everybody's going to say Houston's going to be playing from behind a lot. Listen, Davis Mills showed a lot last year. He was their, um, their third-round pick out of Stanford. Um, he only had 11 career starts in college football, but he was the highest-rated quarterback recruit in the nation the year he was recruited. 
Um, and he, I, I, you could see that talent at the end of the year. They might have found somebody in Davis Mills. But, but he's going to be playing with Damian Pierce, and I think Pierce is going to have a, a great year. Thomas Booker was their draft pick, uh, defensive tackle out of Stanford, fifth round. Um, had four tackles, a tackles for loss. He's definitely a keeper. We talked about the depth in the defensive line in this draft. These big, um, lumbering, run-stopping tackles really dropped in the draft because they can't pass rush. But my goodness, they couldn't stop the run last year. Thomas Booker's going to help them. That guy's gigantic. That guy, that guy looks like a man amongst boys. Nico Collins was a guy that we, best-in-class listeners, you guys heard me talking about him last year. He was developed. He's a developing receiver out of Michigan. Um, he looks like Tyler Johnson does this year. So much improved. He caught four balls for 50 yards and a touchdown. Nico Collins will be the number one target uh, in Houston for Davis Mills. I think he's going to be he's going to be a star there. So between between Mills, Collins, and now Damian Pierce, and of course you have Cook, but you you got you're really putting together a team there, somewhat. I mean, I'm not talking about a playoff team. I'm just talking about a team that's going to put up some fantasy numbers and be fun to watch. Uh, as far as the Rams are concerned. Um, Logan Bruss, which is their offensive guard at Wisconsin, third-round pick. I love Logan Bruss. Unfortunately, towards MCL, ACL, he's out for the season. Uh, Kobe Durant, their fourth-round pick out of South Carolina. He's a cute cornerback. Uh, uh, I didn't think that he had a chance to make the team. He had an interception, pass defense, two tackles. Um, he's making the team. So congratulations to Kobe Durant. Uh, on to the Broncos and Bills. Bills won 42-15. For those of you who who or have a football fix and actually want to see some great plays, watch Josh Allen in the first quarter. He throws a off his back foot uh, with a guy's hand right in his face and throws a 36-yard touchdown pass on a rope. That that was pretty incredible. Josh Allen was a Wyoming quarterback that people were, were somewhat high on but then thought that he lacked accuracy, which, uh, again, as you can see, is not true. Let's talk about Raheem Blackshear. He's a, a, a UFA out of Virginia Tech. For the, um, for the Bills, right? So it was unbelievable when I, I watched him play. Um, he had five five catches, 58 yards, 11.6. I mean, I, I'm thinking, I was, I was laughing because I was like, I don't know who this Blackshear guy is, but he's all over the field. He made the team as a UFA. Uh, James Cook, uh, obviously Dalvin Cook's brother, a guy that I wanted the Bucks to draft. Um, the, the Bills drafted him in the second round out of Georgia. Uh, ran the ball four times for four, uh, 40 yards, uh, almost 10 yards a carry, guys. Uh, it was like, I don't know why they said 9.8. To me, it's, it's, it's definitely 10 yards to carry. And then he can catch the ball. He looked explosive. Uh, Khalil Shakir, the guy out of Boise State that I, that I, was, I was talking about, being playing in the slot when, as a wide receiver, was a fifth-round draft pick, had three catches, 60 yards. He's going to be a starter. Darion Turner-Yell, who was a safety out of Oklahoma, I didn't know a lot about him. I think he went higher than I thought in the fifth round. He looks like a player. He's going to stay. So I think that that's, that that's something pretty cool um, for the Bills. So, again, the Bills won 42-15. If you just want to watch something really cool, just watch Josh Allen to start the game. Just, just really cool stuff. On to the next game, uh, the Lions who are on Hard Knocks. If you're not watching Hard Knocks, you're not watching Rodrigo, you got to watch Hard Knocks. It's amazing. It's, it's my favorite one ever. Um, the Lions won 27-26 over the Colts. Speaking of Rodrigo, he was their six-round draft pick of the Lions. Um, he's going to start for them. Uh, he played a few series, had a couple of stops and a tackle for loss. He's the real deal, guys. Kirby Joseph, third-round pick safety at Illinois. He had six tackles in the game. He's going to start for the, for the Lions. As far as the Colts are concerned, Jack Cohen, um, the UFA quarterback out of Notre Dame, 7 of 11 for 83 yards and a touchdown. 
I know it's going to be hard to find a spot on the Colts, but he's shown enough to make an NFL roster. Nick Cross was all over the field in this game, was a third-round pick, safety um, out of Maryland. That, that, guy's a gr- that guy's a great player. So the Colts really found somebody in Nick Cross. So that's a name to keep an eye out for. Uh, the Washington Commanders, uh, formerly known as the Washington Redskins, uh, played the Chiefs. The Chiefs won 24-14. to 14. Sam Howe, a North Carolina quarterback that I was telling you about, fifth-round draft pick of Washington, fell. He, he was uh, 10 of 18, 122 yards uh, for seven yards a pop, didn't have a touchdown, uh, didn't really run the ball much. It didn't look like Washington really wanted to win this game. They played a lot of uh, free agents in this game. So I, I, I think Sam Howell shows enough where if, if you see – if Carson Wentz struggles, you're going to see uh, Sam Howell in the game. I truly believe that. I don't think it would be Heineke. Brian Robinson, the Jag that I told you out of Alabama, was a fourth-round draft pick. Uh, landed in the right spot. He had eight carries, 31 yards, 3.9 yards a carry. He's going to start. I thought that was really interesting. I wish him the best. I don't see him as a, as a spectacular player. Um, he reminds me a, a, a lot of Cleveland Browns had um, Isaiah Crowell. That's what Brian Robinson reminds me of. Jahan Dodson, the first-round draft pick out of Penn State, he's a star. For those of you guys who follow fantasy, Jahan Dodson is a guy you guys have to get, even with Carson Wentz as a quarterback. The guy is just an amazing playmaker. He's he's a bigger Deshaun Jackson. I mean, that's the best compliment I can give him. Uh, Chiefs, I, I put down in my notes Justin Watson um, because, obviously, he's a friend of mine. Uh, he's a Bill Curry Ford customer. He was a fifth-round draft pick out of out of an Ivy League school pen of the Bucks. Had two catches for 53 yards. He looks like a favorite target of Mahomes. It's really funny when you see Patrick Mahomes post-game talking about Justin Watson being his favorite target. I mean, guys, this guy's making the team. He's going to start for the Kansas City Chiefs. Talk about Buck's depth, right? I mean, what would Justin Watson have done on this team when you, when you have all these guys, when you have Godwin and Evans and Gage and Julio Jones and Tyler Johnson and Scotty Miller and Jalen Darden and Justin Watson? I mean, it just keeps going and going and going. I mean, Jason Light just keeps putting together amazing depth. Uh, I wish Justin the best. If you guys knew him, he's just a great guy. He's amazing. Oh, by the way, speaking of amazing, Bill Curry Ford has an amazing employee named Connie, and it was her birthday. And she caught me today in the hallway and she said, I'm, I listen to your podcast. Can you please give me a shout out for my birthday? So I have it in my notes. So happy birthday, Connie. Happy birthday. So I did, I did it. So write that. So check that down. So thank you for listening, Connie. So Justin Watson, like I said, is a great guy. Bucks fans, um, I hope he does well. Uh, George Koloftis is a guy that I had um, the the Bucks picking was one in one of my mock drafts that I did. He was a first round draft pick number thirty. So he went he went um, after the Bucks would have picked had they not traded down. He had two sacks in this game and two and two tackles. So he's the real deal. He's going to be a terrific pass rusher for the Kansas City Chiefs, so Ira will be happy. Leo Chanel, the linebacker, Wisconsin. A lot of people know him because he was in a lot of um, he won a lot of awards at linebacker uh, in college football. He had three tackles, a tackle for loss. So, so the, the, of course, the Chiefs just continue to draft well. I'm very impressed with them and their roster. Raiders, Dolphins. Raiders won 15-13. Britton Brown, uh, seventh-round pick, running back out of UCLA, had nine carries for 70 yards, which is interesting. I mean, this is for the Raiders, guys. He was the Raiders' seventh-round pick. Um, he's going to make the team. Zamir White, I think that's why they cut Kenyon Drake. Uh, Zamir White was their fourth-round draft pick out of Georgia. 
He had five carries for eight yards and a touchdown. Obviously, he's going to make the team. Neil Farrell Jr. was their fourth-round draft pick, defensive tackle at LSU. Anybody who, who watches SEC football knows who Neil Farrell is. He was a five-star recruit of LSU, uh, a terrific player. Um, I, I, he had three tackles, two tackles for loss in the game. So he was a great pick by the Raiders. Uh, let's talk about the Dolphins. We saw them last week. We saw Skylar Thompson, a UFA, actually was drafted in the, in the last round, seventh round uh, out of Kansas State. He went 9 of 10, guys, 129 yards and a touchdown. We saw that same accuracy and control against the Bucks. He's definitely making the Dolphins roster. Eric Azukanma, who is a wide receiver out of Texas Tech, um, led them in receiving six catches, 114 yards as a rookie. Uh, he was a fourth-round draft pick. So there's a guy. So it looks like Miami added another receiver that's going to be in the mix. 49ers, uh, Vikings, 49ers 17, Vikings, uh, Vikings 7. As far as the 49ers, it looks like they found another fun quarterback. This guy, Brock Purdy, Iowa State QB. He was in a lot of the post-college um, football season All-Star games. Um, 14 of 23, 128 yards. Very accurate quarterback. I think Kyle Shanahan loves that. Uh, Tyron Davis uh, Price, running back at LSU, third-round pick. 10, 10 carries, 41 yards. He's going to make the team for the 49ers. The 49ers continue to find guys like Elijah Mitchell, which was a best-in-class all-rookie last year. Tyron Davis Price, another guy this year that's, that just looks like he can run the ball. As far as the Vikings are concerned, they took Lee's favorite uh, player in the second round, Andrew Booth Jr. It's a guy that um, out of Clemson was a shutdown corner, and he, he looks the part for the Vikings. He looks like a Vikings corner. Three tackles, one pass defense. Lewis Sign, one of my favorite players in the entire draft, went to the Vikings. He is a safety out of Georgia. He's an instant starter, an instant star. He's going to be a pro bowler for the Vikings. Had three tackles in the game, um, two solo tackles on the outside. Just an amazing player. Cowboys Chargers. Cowboys won 32-18. Uh, Malik Davis, Jesuit grad, uh, UFA free agent out of Florida. Another running back from Florida who's, who's, who looks like he's going to make the NFL besides Pierce. Uh, again, who Dan Mullen didn't play. So, you know, Dan Mullen, you know, whatever. So Malik Davis is a guy, eight carries, 37 yards, 4.6 yards, and a touchdown. What an amazing job he did. He's making the Dallas Cowboys. Congratulations to Malik Davis and his family. Jake Ferguson, a tight end. Everybody knows I love him. He was a fourth-run draft pick out of Wisconsin. I thought he was very underrated. Didn't think he had a good quarterback. Uh, had two catches for 30 yards. I think he's going to be a fun player for the Cowboys. Devin Harper is a uh, player out of Oklahoma State, sixth round of the Dallas Cowboys. It had eight tackles in the game. As far as uh, the Chargers, there was nobody for the Chargers in this game that I really wanted to talk about, so we're going to go on. We're going to talk about the Eagles and the Browns. The Eagles drafted uh, N'Kobe Dean out of Georgia in the third round. N'Kobe Dean is a first-round top 15 pick. The Eagles stole this guy. He's an instant starter. He's in a star. He played limited role in this game at three tackles, one tackle for loss. Josh Joby is a UFA out of Alabama, had four tackles in the game. Jerome Ford, which was the fifth-round pick of the Browns out of Cincinnati. And we talked about his cast, his, his the ability to catch out of the backfield in our best-in-class podcast for running backs. Nine carries, 31 yards. Um, last week, he you know obviously blew up. He had many more yards. But um, Jerome Ford made the Cleveland Browns. David Bell sighting. David Bell was the Cleveland Browns' third-round draft pick out of Purdue. Had three catches, 46 yards. Congratulations on him being healthy. Perrin Riffrey, Winfrey, fourth-round draft pick out of Oklahoma, the defensive tackle. Um, 
is just a terrific player. He had a sack in this game, two tackles for loss. He, he looks like a, a tremendous player and a tremendous pick for the Browns. As far as the last three games that we're going to go through, there wasn't much to talk about in the Bengals and the Giants game. So in the Giants game, uh, um, other than um, um, you know Thibodeau getting hurt, which we now just found he's out three to four weeks, there really wasn't much for the Giants that I want to talk about. They won this game 25-22 to over the Bengals. The Bengals have had the most boring preseason ever. They're really difficult to watch. Um, so I really didn't have much on either team that I wanted to talk about. The Ravens and the Cardinals. The Ravens won 24-17 over the Cardinals. As you know, Isaiah Likely, I'm going to talk about this too on Blue in the Face because he's a find of best-in-class listeners. Everybody had him. A lot of the pundits didn't even have Isaiah Likely as a top-10 tight end. I had him as my number one overall tight end in the NFL draft. And guess what he did? He had eight receptions for 100 yards and a TD. He dominated this game against the Cardinals. I know it's preseason, this guy is a star. I don't know what the scouts were looking at. I watched him in the gauntlet. I watched him in and out of routes. He looks like a wide receiver with the size of a tight end. And I'm like, why are no? Why is nobody higher on Isaiah Likely? Is it because he played at Coastal Carolina? I don't know. It doesn't change. It doesn't change his size, speed, and his catch radius. The guy is unbelievable. So congratulations to Isaiah Likely. On to the Falcons Jets. I know that they had a big. A lot of people watched this game. The Jets won 24-16, but the Jets really weren't in the game in the first half. The, the Falcons dominated the game. And um, we're going to talk about one of the, the players that I talked about with, with Ritter, Desmond Ritter, the QB out of, out of uh, Cincinnati. Went 10 of 13, 143 yards. Had total control of this game. He looked like a savvy veteran, which I thought when I did my best-in-class quarterback breakdown that he would be the best starter out of the group right away. Just because he was just so further along, because he, he fit all the Bill Parcells criteria. Three-year starter, threw for 60%, threw for touchdowns. His touchdown-interception ratio was better than 2-1. to one. So he just, to me, I thought he was the most ready. I'm not saying that he's going to be the best of the group, but he's the most ready. I, I keep an eye on that situation. I know that Mariota played extremely well in that game and had good control. But Mariota is limited in what he can do, and Desmond Ritter looks to me like an NFL starter and an above-average NFL starter. So between him and Pickett, those are the two guys that have the best chance to have a tremendous year in a weak QB. Everybody said it was a weak QB class. I don't see it, guys. I see a lot of QBs with a lot of potential. And I think Ritter and Pickett are going to be, are going to be stars that people are going to be talking about for a long time. So I hope you enjoyed this breakdown of the week, week two preseason on best in class. Oh, how long did I go, Grace? How long is this? 50 minutes. 50 minutes? I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to go that long, guys. There's a lot of rookies playing right now. I, I try to go 30 minutes for your ride home. If you're sitting in your car and you drive away, please apologize to your wife because you didn't want to cut me off. I totally get it. I appreciate it very much. Please visit us at Bill Curry, Tampa. Go to BillCurryFord.com. See the concierge service. Order your car. Please look at all of our wonderful specials and visit us at Curry Cares uh, to see our active charities. I will see you guys next week when we're talking about cuts, and I promise you I'll keep it down. Thank you.